On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks fall to the Oklahoma City Thunder without SGA. The game after losing to the Orlando Magic without Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz and whoever else you want to put on their team. What happened? What happened to this Dallas Mavericks team? And is it a wake-up call for this team in the front office? We'll talk about that on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every single day, even after a loss. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can subscribe. Help us get to 10 we're trying to get to 10,000 subscribers. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor, writer at Mavs.com. He should have drove it. Dude, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? <laughs> uh, well, first off, uh, if you're in Dallas, you're in Texas, be, uh, be safe. safe. Yeah, be safe out there um, today as, you know, we're recording this Wednesday night. Hopefully, um, you know, I didn't go to the game tonight because uh, of the weather and everything. And uh, so hopefully everybody got home safe if you went to the game. Stay safe on Thursday. A lot of things, you know, shutting down across the city for the next uh, day or so with ice and snow and some people lost power already. So a uh, little deja vu action uh, from a year ago. But um, at least we have the Mavs to warm us up. <laughs> we do have a lot to talk about with the Mavs, though. We may not have a good game. We may not have a good feeling <laughs> talking about the Mavs tonight, but we do have a lot to get into. We have... Um, now this Mavericks team, they're without, they're without Christoph Porzingis. They're without Tim Hardaway Jr. Sure. Put those, put those up there as excuses, reasons, whatever you want to call them. It's not an excuse. They should have won this game. There you go. So don't call them excuses. They were without those guys, but this Mavericks team is playing against the, the two worst teams in the NBA, probably over these last two games, (laughs) they win these two games and we're recording this during the jazz game. But if the jazz lose the, the nuggets, they would be in fourth place. The Mavs didn't win those two games i thought it was a shoe in I, I looked at the schedule and said oh dang look at this maverick schedule now the mavs all of a sudden have this really light schedule coming up and i need to stop doing that <laughs> we need to stop doing that saying this is why you don't do schedules wins and this losses. is why you don't this is why you don't do schedule predictions for sure but the mavericks you know they, they beat the grizzlies and they beat the Grizzlies twice, and we're like, okay, those are really good wins. They beat the Warriors. They had beat the the Bulls. They, you know, we felt really good about a couple wins there. They went on that winning streak. Their defense was playing really well, and then all of a sudden, you say, okay, Portland, Indiana, Orlando, OKC. That's a really that's a really easy schedule coming up. Okay, you know who else does that? The Dallas Mavericks players. Mm. <laughs> they say, hey, this is an easy schedule coming up, and we need you know, a break. and. And they're looking forward. They're like looking forward to the All Star break in a couple weeks, and looking forward to you know. All right, we we got this. We can just coast and win this game. Our defense will carry us. You know what doesn't happen when you think your defense will carry you? Defense. Defense does not happen mm. when you just expect it to come and expect it to happen. To me, these last two games, especially this Thunder game, are what I would call a leadership loss. Right. Mm. It comes down to leadership on the floor, leadership from the bench, leadership everywhere. This Mavericks team doesn't have a lot of vets. They're like a weird 
older team but don't not experienced team so you know some people say well they're not a they're not a young team okay well if you don't want to call them a young team they're not an old experienced team either they're like a weird middle of the pack inexperienced team they don't have vets on this team you look at you know i mean I, we can't use the lakers they have the most vets but they're, they're not uh, no <laughs> no that's not a good example <laughs> you look at look at the warriors i mean just look at that warriors team they have all these young guys but they also have curry and draymond and clay those are their vets those are in and those are invaluable guys you look at um you know the heat i think the heat is probably the best example you got butler but you also have haslam as like the, the you know the jj berea holding it down you have kyle lowry you have pj tucker like there's just veterans all over the place on that team yeah and you don't lose games like this. You don't lose games where you should beat the other team. You don't take, you know, you don't take them for granted and come back and get completely out rebounded. And Luca plays his worst defensive game, according to him, of his entire season. And, you know, all that. I mean, there's there's a bunch of reasons why the Mavericks lost this game. All of them are correct, but I think this one is the most correct, and it was a leadership loss to me. Yeah, I think everybody deserves blame in this, right? Like, yep. you know, Luca deserves blame in this. We'll get into Luca's game. Um, you know, Jason Kidd, coaches staff deserves blame for this yep um front office deserves blame for this and as far as the construction like you said like they they it's it's these two type of two games that you look at and you say yeah where's you know this is where andre iguodala in the locker room would have you know would have helped this team this is where like if chris paul's on this team do they li- lose both of these last two games no, we've seen not. Chris Paul beat the Mavericks in games like this, where it comes down to the end. The team doesn't look good the whole time. And then he just takes over in the fourth quarter or helps, you know, or pushes Booker or pushes Bridges or pushes somebody else to beat him in the fourth quarter. Like the, like the Mavs have, have lost to those, to these types of games before against the Suns. Yeah. So, you know, we're not, what we're not saying is, Hey, this is a young team and experience. Like we're not saying that because no. it's not a young team, It's but, but they do lack uh, even the in, end of the bench type of guys of the JJ Barea, the whole conversation we had last year about, you know, when they cut, you know, Barea in training camp, his career is done. And it's like, man, man we, we, we low key miss Barea on the bench. You know, we were kind of in that corner all season, you know, long of that. So, I think they definitely miss a leader on the court and a leader in the rotation on the bench and everything. But I mean, I think you just look across the board tonight and this is what it's kind of what you said in the cold open. I think you look at the past two weeks and you look how well the Mavis have been playing and the defense and everybody's talking about national pods start talking about media. Oh man, look at the Mavs are creeping up, you know, Fourth four or five. Defense. Yeah, all this stuff. And then we were all having you know, all the Mavs content, create, you know, Twitter and everything is like, all right, well, are they playing so good that they're not going to make a, you know, a trade before the deadline? Do they just stand pat and all this stuff? Well, if you've been in the camp that, hey, Dallas needs to make a trade, then you're very happy of these last two games because, <laughs> you know, I think this yeah, could true. be a this could be a wake up call because if the Mavericks were setting back saying, Ah man, this team solid. I think we have everything. I think you look at these those these last two games. The the team that's coming to town on Friday night, Philly. Um, then you turn back around on Sunday and play Atlanta. Like you could very well go zero and four over these four games. Four games at home. You know this is a six game homestand here. So that's you know talking about you know the only positive out of all of this is. <laughs> At least this is happening now instead of, can you imagine this happening? Can you imagine them standing pat and then this happening the week right after the <laughs> deadline? And you're like, yeah, right. What is going on? <laughs> you know, so at least 
this happens now to where if they were kind of on the fence, this could give them a little bit of a alarm going off of, okay, let's really entertain out there. What, what is out there? Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit more in the third segment. Coming up, I do want to talk about how the Mavericks lost this game. You can't just say leadership and that was it. Luka had 46 and 10 in this game, hit five threes, shot 38% from three. How did they, he had only had three turnovers. Like, how do you Wait, lose? What did you say? 40? Luca had 40 points. Oh, I thought he said 46 and 10. 40, like, four, like 46 46 <laughs> rebounds, like, 10 assists. Am I reading this? Uh, three, three turnovers, three steals for him, too. You also had Bullock off the bench with five boards, with or with uh, with five threes, 23 points, 20, 20 points for Brunson. Like, how do you lose a game when you get that kind of production? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about betonline.net. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues, it's March through the playoffs right to the big game, the big who day game. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores and news this offseason, especially when it comes to those lines. There's all kinds of lines. They have all kinds of fun props and stuff for the Super Bowl, for the for the big games. Go check it all out. It's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Go check it out. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's talk about this game. Let's break down this game a little bit more because, like I said, Luka had 40 points, six boards, 10 assists, only three turnovers, hit five threes. Like, when when does Luka hit five threes in a game where the Mavs lose? It's a, it was a very strange game. You also got 20 points from Brunson, 23 points from, from Bullock with eight boards as well for him. How did the Mavs lose this game? What's the biggest thing for you? <laughs> defense. Um, where, where's the Mavs defense that we've been watching over the past you know month or so? I mean, that that's what, especially when you look at, I mean, you quoted, I quoted after everybody saw the quote after the game of Lucas, you know, Lucas quote. And I thought it was very, I thought it was a special quote because it wasn't the generic, ah, this game's on me. You know, we've heard that a million times, but he was very specific with what, where he lacked in this game and with his defense. And Lucas said, by far my worst defensive game of the year. Yeah, it's, so, and- it's on me. That's and, that's and, like as specific and as pretty self-aware, right? He allowed the basket that, you know, pushed it to overtime. If he would have stopped Kendrick Williams on that layup, the Mavs may don't may not even go to overtime and win this game. We're having a different conversation probably. But yeah, it was it was more than that, right? All those stats I said about Luca earlier. He's a minus 17 for the game. That just doesn't mm-hmm. happen on accident. Everybody else, you know, the bench is essentially positive. Marquise Chris was minus, but um, Dorian was minus 13. But look at the rest of the starters. Maxi was a was a plus zero. Brunson and Bullock were plus three. Josh Green was a plus two. Like everybody else is kind of in that even range. And Luca was a minus 17. That doesn't happen on accident. I mean, the minutes Luca is out there, the team was was not necessarily playing well he was scoring and he was out there but guess who else was scoring <laughs> the thunder and you got Freaking them rolling got lou dort out there with 30 points hitting six you know hit, hitting six threes trey Mann hitting 29 points i think that was a career high for him uh, mm. they just allowed them to score a lot and hey we've been super hard on christoph porzingis we've talked about how you know the mavs need a better second option all that kind of stuff they missed his rim protection real bad in this game uh, yeah you, you look and i mean the the Thunder only had 48 points in the paint, but and the Mavs have 54. But um, I think Porzingis changes 
you know, the rim protection thing a lot. When you just throw, you know, Maxi out there and he has to to switch out on all these different wings and stuff, he's not around the basket. And then you also have, you know, Dwight Powell playing just his 12 minutes, Marquise Chris playing 14 minutes. It basically was just Mar- Maxi being the lone big. And he's a decent rim protector, but he's not an intimidating rim protector. Guys are still going to go at him. And when he's getting pulled all the way out to the three-point line, he's not a rim protector at all. <laughs> like just, just yeah. you know, you get, basically got... um got schemed out of being a rim protector in this situation. And so the Mavs, I think the Mavs missed Porzingis in this situation. Cause remember last game against the thunder? I was there. I think you were there. KP was just blocking a bunch of stuff in the paint. And that changes yeah. a lot of stuff that changes a lot. Yeah. I mean, you look at, um, you know, the, the rotation tonight, you know, Dorian, Maxi, Luca and Brunson all played over 42 minutes. Playoff game. game. <laughs> yeah. Um, Reggie, you know, played 38 minutes off the bench. So then you're looking at that Dwight 12 minute mark or, you know, Marquise Chris 14 minutes. Like it was kind of a weird rotation. But, you know, when you're missing Tim and KP, it's kind of what and, you know, OKC obviously doesn't have, you know, a lot of these bigs, you know, Baisley out there. He's like six nine, six ten, but yeah. he plays on a wing a lot. You know, he's a very fluid athlete. So, you know, to go back, I don't want to harp on Luca too much because they're not even in this game without Luca's 14 points and 10 assists and all no. of that. Um, and he, so he had, you know, Good offensive game, 16 of 33, 33 shots from Luka tonight. It was like a, an Iverson uh, game. But his defense, though, you know, really lacked. He owned it. He Iverson said it. Iverson had Matumbo, though. So <laughs> he said it after the game. But, you know, I texted you at the end of the fourth. I was like, man, Luka's getting cooked on defense, you know, he and, and he admitted and, it. <clears throat> he did. And it's at the beginning of, of overtime, too, is like sequence after sequence. I don't know if he was tired at the end of the game. I don't know what it was. But it wasn't just the Kendris Williams backdoor cut that I mean, incredible pass by Josh Giddy. Like, yeah, it was. I rewound it and watched that thing like a few times. I'm like, he knew it. You could see there was a moment in when the camera was on him to where he was about to take the ball out bounds. And he in a split second, he saw it with his eyes. And you're like, you when you go back and watch, you're like, oh, he saw it right there. He knew it right before he inbound the ball. Uh, but to start overtime, what was what, what happened to start overtime? Kendrick Williams blows right past Luca. Lou Dort stepped back on Luca. There, you know, it turned into the Lou Dort show. But there were a few times they targeted Luca, and, and Lou Dort just got the, the best of him off when he had the ball. Like not just Lou, Lou Dort is literally like a tank. All right, yeah, he is. He's, he's a fun player. He'd be a really fun. Is he what Marcus Smart thinks he is, or? <laughs> Or was was at, at Oklahoma or, State or what? I like Marcus Smart. To me, but, he re- and maybe this is just I have Aaron Donald on the head, but he reminds me of Aaron Donald, where he just like he just f's up a game, right? He just messes it up and and uh, and gets in there defensively, and he can almost just change a possession, just one you know, just one player defensively, and then he that, put up thirty points as well. <laughs> oh, I I did not did not uh, expect o- overtime for OKC to just say hey. Lou Dort, it's your time. Josh Giddy, you're not even gonna really handle the ball. Just uh, Lou Dort, go take. There was that uh, play where he uh, guarded. He was guarding Brunson there. It might have been overtime. It was at least the fourth quarter, and he just like bodied Brunson as Brunson drove to the rim, and then he just swatted it out of bounds, and Brunson fell down. Like oof, like that's the <laughs> that's the Lou Dort experience right there. But no, Lucas' defense, he owned it after the game. It's you know when you look at all the reasons and everything they lost the game, it definitely played into it, but offensively tonight he was you know insane yeah and uh and that was it i mean the defense was bad giving up 120 120 points this thunder team 
Uh, it's on everybody, right? The, the Mavs defense, I thought, in the first half was not great. And then they put in Josh Green and Fr- Nilakina, and it felt like it stepped up a little bit. And I said, ooh, that's not a good sign. <laughs> if you put in the fresh yeah. legs and those are the guys that really step up and step up the defense, uh, it's usually not a good sign, especially for the starters. Yeah, I mean, the Mavs hit. You know, They hit 14 threes tonight, 32% from three. But 10 of those threes came from Luka and Reggie. So when you go across the board to the other guys and you say, okay, um, they were – you know, three of 15 as far as Brunson, Maxi, and Dorian, or three of 15 from three, like you can't, like you, you just can't have that. You know, Maxi missing four threes, Dorian missing four threes, J, JB missing all four of his threes. And, you know, I, I know JB put up 20 points in this game, but this is another one of those games where like you almost want a little bit more, right? Like you almost have to, it's not, you know, you're not looking at the offense. They put up 114 points in this game. You should beat OKC. The main reason is the defense. But it's another one of those things where, all right, you might need a little bit, a little bit extra. If Luca's going to put up 40, you might need somebody to hit that 25, 27 mark. Well, and five fouls from Brunson and six, yeah. tur- six turnovers, right? Both things that we're not used to in a normal, like, oh, Brunson had 20, Brunson had 20 points and um, what did he have? We finished with you know, four assists. Oh, that's a really good production of Brunson game. But it's not normal of a Brunson game to have that many turnovers and also foul that much. And uh, and not get to the free throw line at all. So and miss all four of his threes. Like there's just a lot of there's a lot of stuff in there that can be better. <laughs> is that yeah. is that my point? I think that could, that could have been better. Uh, jo- hey, Josh you, Green you could have been better tonight too. Josh Green. Yeah, I I just thought it was if you're in the, you know, Josh Green got snubbed for Rising Stars game crowd. <laughs> um, I would not. I don't know if many people are there. I would not use this game to prove your point. I thought this team at some points looked listless too. It looked like they didn't really know, they didn't really know what they were what they were getting themselves into. And sometimes that that happens with teams where they're like, okay, they're missing, you know, uh, they're missing Gilgis out, they're missing SGA, and they're missing Jeremiah Robinson Earl, the guys we've seen before. They're missing, you know, a bunch, couple different guys. Okay, well, there's just new guys out there, and we don't really know what to expect. We haven't really seen film on them a lot, but look like I, they, did they have they have they seen film on Kendris Williams? He he played down the street at TCU, so I don't know if they've seen film on him before. Um, brand new player, I don't, I don't know if they could really scout it. They him just at didn't. All. They just didn't look ready. They didn't. Look, they didn't look ready. They didn't look in. That's why I go. They didn't, come, they didn't want it. Like they, they just, didn't want. I mean, it comes back down to leadership. What we said in the first segment. Yeah, Jason Kidd said it after the game. He said, "You know, they played harder. Basically, they wanted it more than Dallas tonight, and, and they did. And that's it. it could co- Chuck Cooperstein had had a tweet after the game, <clears throat> and this is what." will like stick on the back of your brains of uh, we have these games every year. And it was like what the Hawks game or the Knicks games that people held on to like two years ago. It's like, Oh my gosh, have we beat the Knicks in that one game? Like these, these two games will be the games at the end of the year. And this is what Chuck tweeted out that if they're sitting there fighting for the, you know, the four seed to have home court advantage and they miss out on about one or two games, we're going to look back and say, dang it. You remember the, that Orlando OKC stretch at It'll home? Be- Remember last year the Thunder game when the Mavs didn't have Luca and KP and they lost to the Thunder with yep. nobody. So I think you know we could look back on this here in a few months. Coming up, let's get into will this wake up this team? Will it wake up the front office? Will it wake up the organization? What needs to change? What can the Mavericks do? We'll talk about all those things coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about RockAuto.com. 
Save time and money using rockauto.com. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. If you want the best prices and the best availability of parts for your car or truck, check out rockauto.com. They have everything you can need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet for your car. My dog took a dump on my carpet in my office, and I need Ooh. to replace it. If your dog takes a dump on your carpet in your car. You can replace it at rockauto.com. Go explore their easy-to-use website today. Find the solution for your auto part needs. Again, that's rockauto.com. See all the parts available they have for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? They know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, Isaac Harris. We wondered if this was going to be a wake-up call for the Mavericks because it felt like... They're winning. They went on a six-game win streak, then they went on a four-game win streak. You know those those two streaks together, right? It's what eleven wins and or ten wins and eleven games. That to me felt like the moment where the front office said, "All right, this is what the team. This is what the team is. We feel good about our squad. We don't have to make a move." That sort of solidified it to them. But to these two losses back to back, are they? Are, is the front office and, and Cuban and all them just going to look at this and be like, "Oh, well, we were missing." Are they going to? Are they going to throw out all the excuses and say? Well, we were without Porzingis. We were without Tim Hardaway Jr. And, uh, you know, the, we're not worried about these two losses. This is not what our team is. Well, what, okay. I, I, one, I'll push back just a little bit because we don't know how they felt about this team. Even if they've went on the whole, like, you know, streak and played so good, like, we still don't know. Like, they could still be set back saying, hey, man, we're playing really great right now, but we're still shopping because we still need to take a next step. And if people want to reference Cuban's comments or what they're telling McMahon, all that, I that's do. what you tell. But, I, but that's I what do you want to reference them. those. <laughs> but that's what you, what what else are you gonna say? You're gonna say, no, nah, we're short. We're shopping, you know, Jalen Brunson right now, and that's just like you're not you're gonna say everything that they said. So no, whether well, you are you can, or not, you can say we have higher sights than this, right? We have higher sights than this, and we're not sure we're completely there yet. Possibly, can you not say that? I mean, I think there's a difference between saying like, I think a lot of people want to reference the man they're holding, you know, they, they want to hold on to Dorian and Maxi and Brunson. They love these guys. Well, there's there's more it's factors like, of those two guys, but yeah, well, it's like, I, okay, I expect them to say all that. I think there's a difference of if we're sitting here on February 11th and they have the whole squad together, then we know exactly how they felt. Like, even though there could still be things that, you know, fell through and all of that, but we don't know how they, how they felt about the team. If we want to operate that way, I do think it could be. Because I think it's more of, this is how the fans have felt. I think we have posed these, we pose these open-ended questions sometimes, whether it's on Twitter, through Lockdown Mavs account, or our, our personal Twitters, or <clears throat> even the other day, I, t I tweeted out, I was like, I just did three emojis. I'm like, how would you feel if they just walked out of the, you know, this these past few, you know, these next few months with just Dragic out of a buyout? And so many people are replying and said, oh, they, I, I want them to keep the team intact. You know, don't make any moves. A lot of people do. Exactly. But now how do these people feel? It's like it's the <laughs> swinging back these and forth. And now my question, myself too, question for you. If they come, they go out on, on Friday night, Philly comes to town. Philly's seven and three over their last 10 games. Philly's third in the East. They're right there fighting for the number one seed. If Philly comes to town and they beat Philly by like 10 at home, is it full... Did it fully swing back? And you're like, keep the team together. That's it. <laughs> like, this is the team I'm talking about. That I don't know. For me personally, you can't look at these individual games like this and and make make huge overarching decisions like that, right? It's gonna yes. it, these these games like this to me are go are 
confirming whatever biases you had before. If you if you're listening and you're a person that said they have to make a move. This team is not ready. This all the all the people that comment in, in YouTube. If you're one of those uh, that say this team has to make a move, they got to change something up. Then these two losses confirm that more. If you're yeah. not, if you say they just need to keep the team intact, this is a good team. This team that went on the win streak, you lose these two games, like ah, it's, you know, they just didn't they just didn't take advantage of what was in front of them. They they messed around and they didn't they didn't close right. They didn't close again on this one, and it's fine. Missing Porzingis, you can you can make all those all those reasons and things. But for me, this we we've been saying this we've been saying the same problems about this team, right? The exact same <laughs> yeah. problems for the last three years is they don't have a they don't have a, a set number two option or a or a all star number two option. They have borderline with Porzingis, and then they have now like a little lower borderline with with Brunson as far as those type of contributors. But the best teams in the NBA have the best player. They have the all-star player, and then they have the Porzingis, the Brunson, right? Instead of two of those guys. The Mavs still lack that number two. And if you have a guy like that, especially if it would be a veteran like a Kyle Lowry or somebody like that that the Mavs have gone after and have tried, then you probably don't lose games like this, right? And, and, it, and the season is different, and there's we feel differently about this team and their setup and all that. But And, and that's not just us saying that, right? Like, I mean, we... I'm sure a lot of listeners have listened to Tim McMahon and Zach Lowe and, yeah. you know, some some of these other people talk about the Mavs over the past week and they're referencing the same thing. I mean, yeah. even to the extent of, you know, Zach Lowe and them talking about how there's other GMs and stuff that thinks Dallas should sell high right now, get picks and draft, you know, and, and cap space just to increase their likelihood to try to go and actually get that number two next to Luca because, Luke, you know, KP's health and inconsistency and all of that. So that's the, I mean, that that's been the question and how they could pull that off. We don't know, but we'll see. I, I think you walk out of these two games and if you love this trade season and you love the rumors and you have been, oh, okay, like you're happy for the Mavs over the past like month, but you're like secretly on the inside, like, dang, are we just not going to be in rumors now? Are we just going to stand pat? because we're playing well and all this stuff. I think you're walking out of these two games like, man, anything's on the table, right? Like, whoa, what could the happen? O- the other problem with an in-season trade is that you can only trade for the guys that are being traded. <laughs> you can only trade for the guys yeah. that are available, right? In the off-season, there's so many more options, right? If you go into, okay, the Mavs go into the draft. They have their pick they can trade. They have future picks they can trade. You can package multiple picks together plus players to get guys around the draft, Right. The trade deadline in season, you're so limited because so many teams are over the cap. Nobody can take cap. You have to match everything. There's just so you're so much more limited in season to make a, a massive trade like that. And so I will give I will give the front office a little bit of, of leeway because you can't just go get somebody out of nowhere, right? You can, yeah. you also are probably getting bid on, but there's so many other teams. Like I uh, I was seeing people talk about today that the uh, the Pelicans, the Kings, and the uh, who was it? The Knicks or somebody are all going to be buyers in the, in the trade deadline. Those teams are all out of the play in. <laughs> okay. Well, if those teams are all buyers. Then how many yeah. buy? Then ever like who is selling? Who is selling? Right. That's that's the problem with in season trades. So we we talk a lot about which players they could tra- we could, they could trade for. We talked about a couple of them yesterday, mostly role players. But um, there's not you have to really catch lightning in a bottle to get you know the in season Pau Gasol trade that the Lakers did in the in the early two in the late two thousands when. It was Kobe, and then they got Pau Gasol, and that just changed their future. And that trade, that that trade probably doesn't even work in the trade <laughs> the trade machine. It would probably be stupid the job. trade. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, so so that's what that's what this team is, and so you understand maybe if they don't make a move because there may not be the best move available for them. But you got to got to hit on one of these eventually. We were talking before we hit record. The Mavericks, uh, they took a, they've taken a couple big swings. They've t- they've loaded up and taken a couple big swings at a second as secondary star. They tried with Porzingis. They got Porzingis, and so far be- between injury and you know fit coaching, there's so many different things you can you can point to, but that has not panned out as well as they would have hoped. And then they tried with the the free agency to get Giannis, and that that one didn't work. And they you know they tried to get Kemba. Then they tried to get Kyle Lowry this past offseason. They they've tried a couple of times to get these guys. They've just failed at it. And now some of these games like this are seeing the the fruits of that a little bit. One hundred percent. That's the that's the ten thousand foot view of this Mavs team, and uh, we'll yep. keep covering it from the uh, the the one foot view. <laughs> We got another game on Friday. We'll always have a post game for you on Lockdown Mavs. So you can come back to us tomorrow. We'll have another conversation about the trade deadline, talk about possible trades, and talk about rumors across the league. We'll get into all that. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs, making it your first listen. And uh, now go listen to Lockdown Bets. It's the best one stop shop for all your gambling needs. All that stuff on betonline.net we talked about. Go check it out on Lockdown Bets. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Mavs. He's out there. Boom!